And one, one resource we've uh, come to rely upon on, on this uh, program and others we know do as well in public affairs broadcasting here in KDVS is the UC Davis News Service. And uh, let's put a call in now to Andy Fell from the UC Davis News Service. Andy, are you there? Uh, hi, Doug. Can you explain to our listeners how, how this works? UC Davis basically is interested in, in promoting uh, the resources of, of its people and, 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 and programs, and uh, you, you keep people uh, apprised of, of that. Well, exactly. We want people to uh, know about the things that are going on on campus. Uh, it's a public university. It's the public's money, largely, and uh, people have a right to know what we do, what kinds of things we're doing to help the community at large. I think that's good for the public to know about, and it's good for the university as well. Well, we've gotten guests, I think Dr. Mark Wheelis, Dr. Catherine Olmsted, uh, both in the faculty at UCD have been on this show, and I think we got them for you guys. I guess you did, yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that we do is try, we act, in the news service, we act as a sort of contact point between news media and the campus. So we try and make it easy for the news media to work with the campus and easier for the campus to work with the news media. So somebody like you might come to us and say, hey, do you know somebody who can talk to us about biological weapons? And we say, you know, Mark Wheelis can probably help you with that. And you guys have a division of labor, I believe. You're you're the science person, and like Susan Rockwell does what... We have uh, three people who cover the sciences. I cover uh, biology, physics, chemistry, and math, and engineering. And uh, I have another colleague, Sylvia Wright, who covers environment, wide range of research on campus. And uh, another colleague, Patricia Bailey, who covers uh, basically the School of Veterinary Medicine and the College of Agriculture and Environmental Science. So the kind of she covers the kind of ag and vet program. And then we have a couple of other people who cover things like student affairs, humanities, social sciences, and so on. And we should point out, too, that uh, people just interested in what's going on at UC Davis, can, 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 anyone can basically utilize the service. Mm-hmm, they can. You can go to our website at uh, www.news.ucdavis.edu. You can sign up for our email list, or for we actually now have an RSS feed as well of our news. Uh, articles. It's not broken down by science yet, but uh, it gives you a general feed. So you can subscribe to our news articles there, or you can find them in um, places like Eureka Alert and other websciencenews.com on the web as well. And I should note also that not only do you uh, get information out, you've written some articles. I have one in my hand here, UC Davis Magazine from this fall, uh, which you wrote about some of the programs going on at Davis about malicious software, an issue for, I think, everyone listening. That's right, yeah. We, uh, we do have a, a a group here on campus in computer science who, uh, the computer security group who uh, work in this area. Uh, and uh, we thought it was uh, interesting and timely to kind of update that and uh, write a bit about some of the new stuff. You and more troubling things happening with malicious stuff, software. Yeah, I noticed I just got an, a, fake e- a fake email from eBay claiming that I need to clear up my account. Someone was fishing for my, uh, my information. Yeah, I get about, uh, I don't know how many of those I get a day. eBay, PayPal, Credit Union, the bank, they all, they all want you to go to some website and enter your information. Yeah. And that would be a bad thing to do. <laughs> it, 
It certainly would. Um, and your article, can anyone find that on the web too, or the UC Davis magazine? Uh, yeah, that... you can find that through our news page. You can find a link to the magazine, and I think the article should be up there. All right. Well, I hope I hope many of our listeners will will do exactly that. Andy Fell, uh, thank you for illuminating what you guys are up to and, and speaking with us, and hopefully we can talk again. Thanks very much, Doug. All righty. Okay, bye. Bye. And uh, let's go now to someone who's been a, a wonderful source for so many great guests we've had on this program, Peter G. Peterson, uh, Fred Newman, of course, the sound effects guy from uh, Prairie Home Companion, Dr. Konstantin Pleshikov last uh, June talked about Stalin's Folly, and, of course, Molly Ivins, a well-known columnist, and one of the best interviews we've ever had, uh, Bill Moyers, came to us via Newman Communications, and here from uh, that organization is Chuck Monroe. Chuck, welcome to Radio Parallax. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. Now, uh, can you tell me a little bit how, how this works? You, you guys, you, you have a lot of people that want to, 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 to get to their information out to stations like ours, and they do it through you. Well, uh, most publishers have a publicity arm. So when you have a, a book published, the publishers tend to send out lots of books to lots of radio stations and uh, wait for calls back. Uh, they handle it a little differently with us when they want to launch a book uh, or if they have someone a book that they think uh, needs some attention but doesn't have, there's no buzz about it. Uh, they give us a call, and then we begin to call people like you, Doug. It's been a wonderful experience for us uh, with people like Moyers, people that are har- certainly hard to get uh, under normal circumstances. Well, people like Molly Ivins, uh, you know, some of these things uh, booked themselves. When we had uh, uh, Queen Noor and Rudy Giuliani, uh, basically our, our big problem was how to uh, select who we were going to be able to put on the tour. Uh, but a lot of times we'll have a very interesting topic, something that might uh, really have a lot of... Uh, uh, a, a lot of imp- uh, a lot of interest uh, through the news of the day. Uh, we might have a great guest who has a topic that might not sound too great until you put him on the air, and then we find out that he's fascinating. And it's really our job to get those ones that might kind of fall through the cracks or be on the edge a little bit to get them their due publicity. Well, as, as a university-affiliated station, we certainly you know aim for sometimes things a little more esoteric, but like. Uh Konstantin Pleshikov talking about World War II, Stalin's errors. That was a, he was a great, great interview. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased to hear that. Some of our uh, radio hosts are sometimes scared off by a name like Konstantin Pleshikov. <laughs> they hear that and they think to themselves, my God, this guy is going to have a really dark Russian accent. <laughs> uh, and the fact of the matter was I know that he was a fascinating guest, and I think that the topic is extraordinary. And it takes a, uh, a station like yours uh, to be able to take a risk on a topic like that. To all our benefit, I think. Who, who do you have out there now? Who's is there anyone out there that we should be paying attention to? I know you sent me a lot of emails lately, and I haven't had a chance to really comb through them all. Well, part of our uh, part of our thing is really seasonal. The uh, the time leading up to Thanksgiving, we're inundated with cookbooks. Uh, <laughs> you know, after uh, the first of the year, uh, we're swamped with diet books. Uh, <laughs> uh, right now, we're looking at some Christmas things. We have a book about uh, Christmas karaoke. If you're tra- planning to travel. <laughs> Uh, with your family. It's the words for all of the great Christmas songs. Uh, we have a, a book about uh, trips to Disney. Uh, we have a, a book about how Mrs. Claus saved Christmas. We have a very interesting book called A Year in the Life of William Shakespeare, 1599. And the author draws a lot of parallels between what the world was like with the British Empire in 1599 and what things are like today with the, uh, with the American Empire uh, in 2005. Uh, Pope Bronson is with us. Uh, we have uh, Angela Ruggiero, uh, who's a, an Olympic ice hockey player from Harvard, 
a woman Olympic ice hockey player from Harvard, uh, who's about to take off to train the Olympic team. So uh, we do have some uh, some interesting things. And my favorite right now, uh, Doug, is a, uh, three books about Post-it notes. Oh, the, it's yeah. the 25th anniversary of the Post-it note, and I think that uh, I have trouble believing that civilization actually existed before the uh, before the invention of the Post-it. Well, Chuck, after the show, I think I'm about to call you back about the Post-it note, gal. I, I did note that one when I read it. That did sound really interesting. And, and the Shakespeare as well. Those are, those are two we, I think we'd want to do. And I hope some of my fellow public affairs hosts, I know that they listen in sometimes, and they may want to snag some of the other ones. Although I'm not, I'm not sure, Chuck, we're going to go with the Christmas karaoke. <laughs> you nor anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I keep trying no matter what. <laughs> Well, Chuck Monroe, Newman Communications, thanks for speaking with us, and hopefully we can speak to you again. Thank you so much, Doug. It was a pleasure to be with you. All righty. All right, and someone else we've relied upon uh, who's been just, just a tremendous asset to this program and other public affairs shows on this station is Eileen Proctor, who now joins us from Los Angeles. Eileen, welcome to Radio Parallax. Hi, Doug. How are you? We're, we're well. Thank you. You've given us Dennis Kucinich, Greg Palast. You, you keep us up to date on a lot of things going on, and, and a lot of other shows have used your guests as well. well what do you got in the pipeline right now? Well, <laughs> Jimmy Walter, who is investigating, is calling for real 9-11 investigation. Whom we, we interviewed also. Right, with uh, the new battle that's heating up on the Brad block regarding Ann Coulter versus uh, Lydia Cornell, which is fascinating because Ann Coulter has the nerve to put her website, her address, and her telephone number with the coda on it. Uh, depth is sexier than Lydia Cornell, which is really frightening. That that That's actually newsworthy. I'm surprised it hasn't been picked up by the press, somebody pulling a stunt like that. Well, we're trying to get it out there. We've now done our part. Uh, Ann, Ann Coulter is, uh, I know I've talked to you before about it, you've actually run into her on, on an occasion or two. Yeah, she looks like <laughs> uh, uh, two profiles pasted together, I think. <laughs> Uh, not not I a nice. I see her for her Adam's apple, but nothing personal. Uh huh. Not a very nice person, Ann Coulter. Yeah, I mean, she actually posts a sign that I posted on my uh, PR release that says, "We hate for food." We hate for food. We hate for food. Nice. There's a photograph of her putting up a sign saying, "We hate for food." Wow. We haven't heard from Greg Palast in quite a while. What's he been up to? He's coming out with a new book, which you should hear about shortly. And okay. I can't tell you, but you should hear about it very shortly. When you do that, we'll, we'll give you a call. We'll hopefully put Greg back on again. He's always an entertaining guest and, and always informative. Absolutely. And call me, and we'll book Lydia, and we'll talk about that. All right. Well, we'll, we'll have to do that. Okay. All right. Eileen Proctor from Los Angeles, okay. and... Um, from Eileen Proctor, International Public Relations. All right, with big PR, <laughs> Big PR on the Proctor. Right. All right, Eileen, good to talk to you, and let's, uh, let's come back again. Okay, thanks so much, Doug. All 
right, and our final guest today on our uh, on our segment that examines how we put together these shows is is one of our uh, our co-hosts here on KDVS Public Affairs, the host which brings you "It's About You" every Monday morning, Franz Senecal. Well, welcome back to Radio Parallax, Franz. It's such an honor to be back. Thank you, Doug. Well, it was such an honor for me to have uh, to be able to be your wingman on Monday morning with Mark Crisp and Miller. Thank you for that. We had so much fun, didn't we? Well, we did. Plus, we had some very important topics to discuss. Well, I think the idea of stealing an election is a rather important topic. Well, do you think that it's just a bunch of malcontents that talk about stealing the elections, or do you believe that there's really a problem there? Well, on election night, you know, we had a party over here in Sacramento, and, uh, and watching all the polls and watching carefully what was likely to unfold, as it did unfold, I kept turning to everybody and saying, they're stealing this election while we're watching. Nice. And I, I, I think you know, I, I was pretty clear that was happening on election day, and I, nothing, nothing since has convinced me you know, to the contrary. What was really interesting is that you brought up a point that piqued Mark Crispin Miller's interest so that he asked you to get in touch with him so he could further investigate it. Could you tell the audience what that was? Well, um... Yeah, actually, I'd been noting that on election eve, that uh, the way the states were likely to go meant that the coverage should have given Kerry an early lead because his support was in the northwest in the eastern time zone. If you if you tally up now the votes in the eastern time zone, that's where Kerry got uh, you know 150 something. I mean, he got a lot of a lot of electoral votes there, certainly more than Bush. And yet on election night. The Georgia reports came in immediately because they were all electronic, courtesy, I think, of Diebold or ESS or one of them. Right. Indiana vote came in. Indiana is a very Republican state. And as the evening progressed, you always saw a red lead. You never mm -hmm. saw Kerry ahead. And I thought it was very puzzling because states like New York were incredibly strongly for Kerry. Massachusetts, of course, was, was you know a slam dunk for Kerry. So it seemed to me that the reporting should have shown an early Democratic lead that would have gone back and forth, but you never saw that. I thought that was suspicious, and Dr. Miller wanted to wanted to take a look at that data, too. So um, Definitely. So now you'll have the New York University students studying your data. What do you think of that? Well, I, I hope so, and I do appreciate you giving me the email for, for Dr. Miller so I, so I can do that. Thanks, thanks also for that. I hope your audience just appreciates you for all the immensely popular guests that you bring them, and you remind us to really, really pay attention to, so thanks. Well, we do what we can to, like, pick up some of those those th threads that may, may, be, may be overlooked, but, you know, we start out with this show with a quote from Blaise Pascal saying, if you wish people to speak, well, uh, to think well of you, uh, then, then don't speak well of yourself. But having said that, I do, <laughs> I, I do think that public affairs here at KDVS, your show, Steve's show, Dr. Andy's show, Ron and, uh, and, 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 and Richard do, uh, uh, Madeline now. I mean, I think that, you know, we do our best to bring uh, a lot of stuff forward that uh, the mainstream media isn't getting to. And, and I, I think we do, frankly, deserve a pat on the back. I'm just grateful to, for the privilege to be able to do that. And the audience, I mean, I don't know if you've met many of your audience members. And this is not me kowtowing to the audience. But I've always been so blown away by the caliber of our audience. I mean, they're brilliant, educated, informed people, and they choose to listen to us. How great is that? Franz, I think we're on pretty safe ground in saying anyone listening to, to us right now is 
pretty on the ball individual. <laughs> there you go. Okay, now that we've finished kissing up to all our audience, and it's not even fundraiser. This is our Christmas gift to you. But it's totally sincere, isn't it, Doug? Well, it really is. I do think we have a great audience. I'm grateful for the feedback they send us to our website, and, exactly. and, and, I'm, and I'm sure you do, too. Okay. Well, thank you so much for letting me come on. Well, Franz, come again. May I plug my show for Monday? Absolutely. I will be interviewing Lewis Gold, G-O-U-L-D, on the most exclusive club, The History of the Senate. It's called A History of the Modern United States Senate. Oh, that promises to so be that, very interesting. Yeah, and there's a picture on there, and you're thinking, what are all these old white men doing in power? Oh, shock. So we'll talk about that Monday. I'll, I'm going to call in with a question about Lyndon Johnson. Okay. All right, Franz. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. What do you see when you turn up the Well, those are some of our friends. I thought we'd tell you about them. Uh, Andy Fell, UC Davis News Service, Eileen Proctor from Eileen Proctor International Public Relations, and Chuck Monroe from Newman Communications. I appreciate very much uh, Franz letting me uh, to join her show, talking to Mark Crispin Miller uh, on Monday. But let's take a break. You're listening to Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett, and this is KDVS 90.3 FM, Davis, Sacramento. I get